Hey, 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 everyone. It's your girl, Khadija Malika, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pop That Talk. Today's episode is very special, and with me today, I have Imani Gray. Hi, everybody. Now, Imani Gray has a blog called Mother Loving Mo- Mommies, and I thought she would be perfect for the conversation for today because I want to discuss motherhood, and I think it's a great topic with everything going on in the world in regards to mothers and postpartum and depression and things of that nature. But first, Imani, how are you today? I'm actually actually really good today. I'm in a better space because it's been a rough journey for me, but I'm in a great space today. That's good. So do you want to talk about your blog a little bit, Mother Eleven Mommies? Yes. So I actually started my blog, Mother Loving Mommies, during the peak of COVID. Um, Of course, you you know, we were all locked down last year around March, I believe it was. Yeah. Is when, you know, everything just shut down pretty much. And I'm like, look, I have a newborn child and an almost toddler. How about I blog about my mothering experience while we're locked down and around each other 24-7? So it came about like that. I call it my third baby. (laughs) And I just really shared things like learning techniques I used with my son as he was um, just turning one. And my daughter was still, you know, only a few months old because they're 11 months apart. So my son is now three and my daughter's two. They're Irish twins, as people call it. (laughs) So, yeah, I just was like, this will be my third baby. So. I started posting stuff like how I was teaching my son his alphabet, his numbers, how to recognize shapes and colors, what I did to help my daughter in terms of like learning how to crawl, them using their words and just the fun things I did with them as a mom. So I I think that it was really good for me also for my mental because all of us probably struggled mentally being locked down for almost a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was a great outlet for me. I joined a lot of like mom groups and different blogs. And that's what gave me the idea to come up with my own. That's exciting. That's very exciting. So one of the main reasons I wanted you on the podcast is because um, I've seen your posts of being so vocal about, you know, your experiences with like uh, dealing with motherhood. Mm -hmm. And um, lately I've been seeing a lot of, women dealing with like depression and postpartum in the news. Um, yes. I'm not sure if you've seen the post in regards to the women who like committed suicide yes. um, in regards to that. So um, I've seen posts people are like, oh, well, they're selfish and, and this and that. So mm-hmm. what is your outlook on something like that? Well, coming from a mother who dealt with postpartum depression, I dealt with it really more so like when I was, uh, my son was five months old when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. So I had a little bit of postpartum while I was also prenatal in my pregnancy. So my hormones were completely crazy at that time. And one thing I can appreciate is my partner helped me a lot during that time, even though he wasn't really understanding of what postpartum was. To an extent, he helped as best as he could. But I still feel like even to this day, I sometimes suffer with postpartum depression. And for me personally, the way I took it on was the fact that I did like postpartum hits you. And it's like, sometimes you don't know why you're in the kind of mood you're in or why you may be crying hysterically or just feeling thoughts of like, I could be. Hello. 
you hear me? Like I, I have caught up in the recent story of the mother who, you know, committed suicide. I really feel like for my personal opinion, I, I wouldn't say it's selfish because for people who maybe think about suicide, they may be thinking about it as they're doing somebody a favor versus really doing it as a selfish act. And sometimes just the pressures of motherhood, especially I couldn't imagine being alone and not having a village to help me with two children. And I believe she was a mother of three. Yeah. And so having three children and having to do it all on your own, that pressure could could become a lot sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And when you don't have that help as mothers, we sometimes need that time for ourselves so we can be better for our children. And we're not allotted that time all the time. And sometimes it could just be too much for us. And we may not think we're doing what's best by our kids. And, you know, those pressures and feeling like maybe you're not good enough to have your children and not having the village maybe to lean on when you need those moments to yourself to be better for your kids. Some women just I'm thankful that I never took it that far, even though I've had thoughts like that myself, not necessarily because postpartum, they'll ask you and like. I don't necessarily felt like I would ever harm my kids, but there was also times that I felt like, am I good enough to even be around to stick around for my children? Mm. And so I'm glad I'm able to get through those moments to say, my children need me because they do need their parent. You know what I'm saying? To guide them through this, you know, sick and crazy world that we live in. And I just feel for the mothers who couldn't fight through that and maybe didn't have the self-love or the love around them to push through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's very tough dealing with postpartum, I will say. Now, I am not a mother, (laughs) but I do have a lot of mother friends. And Mm -hmm. I see how, you know, the lack of help or community really gets to them. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to be great. You want to do this. You want to do that. But sometimes having that support not having that support can really affect you. It's like, okay, you just want to watch my kids. I want to work, but you know, I need a babysitter. Yeah. It's like so many things you're juggling. And I've seen posts where people feel like, okay, well, mothers are just uh, lazy and, and selfish. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's not being lazy or selfish. It's just mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And you're not going through this yourself, so you don't quite understand. Right, Like, right. postpartum is real. Mm-hmm. And I know from dealing with my friends, like, it's it's hard. It's not something that, like, it's not easy at all. No. It kind of sneaks up on you. You think you're good, and then boom. Okay? Clearly. And it's that's like, what happens. You think you're fine. You're like, oh, I'm fine. And then it's like, no, you're not fine. And you're crying in, like, your shower. Yes. Or this net because you're like, what do I do? Okay. And, like... It's it's crazy. It is because there's times that I've even like there's times I'm leaving the grocery store and just break down in the car before I pull off to go home. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It just yeah. randomly comes up like, oh, my gosh, because you're thinking you consistently, especially at the beginning stages of being a mother right mm-hmm. after having the baby, you're sleep deprived baby up every two hours wanting to eat. If you're breastfeeding, that's draining your, you know, your physical body having to breastfeed things of that nature and it's just like it's it's nonstop because once you're a parent you're a parent always and so for me I'm just like you got to get up and do it every day and sometimes I don't even have it to do it every day but I manage to push through because I know my children need that and like you said for those who don't get that help 
I I just I commend those women who can push through and do it on their own because I'm not a I'm not a single mother. So I'm thankful to God that I'm not a single mother. Their father's mm-hmm. very active and present. And I even had on like uh, my social media platform, a poll, like, do people feel mothers are privileged and fa- like, you know, fathers are privileged and mothers are obligated to an extent. I've come from a household that my mother was obligated. My father was privileged, meaning he could just up and go when he wanted yeah. to. But my mother, she got to think about us. Like, OK, yeah. what about the kids? Like you said, do I have a babysitter where my dad's like, oh, I'm about to go here. I'll be back without. And I hate once. that. Yeah. I hate how sometimes men look as raising their own child as like babysitting. Like this is not you're not babysitting your own child. Okay, because you got to. This hold is them your child. Same, yeah, you got to <laughs> hold them to the same standard. I think in my household with my family unit, I look at it like their father's just as responsible as me. So if mm-hmm. I say, hey, I'm going to do this this evening, like even if I want to, I'm going to my book club or I'm going to go get my nails and toes done. I'm thankful that their father's like, okay. We'll see you when you get back versus, you know, oh, well, I got something to do or how long are you going to be or things like that. You know what I'm saying? Because not every yeah. father is like that. And I've seen family dynamics where the father is not that present. And like mm. I said, I come from a yeah. background where and that's no shade to my dad. My parents have been together for 30 years and they're in mm. a different place now because all their children are adults. But we're able to be that transparent to say, you know, you weren't there to take us to doctor's appointments, to practices. If we did sports, it was always on mom. And you just chimed in when you felt you needed to. And it wasn't always the most important time where I feel like fathers should step in at the same time as mothers. You know what I'm saying? I definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because honestly, kids are kids can be a bit much. Okay, Um, especially like I just. I applaud mothers because it's it's not easy at all. First of all, you wake up and you're a mother. You yes. have to cook, clean, go to work, come Ooh. home from work. You got to feed these kids. They all over the place. They loud. They cry. Okay. <laughs> Talk about it, sis, because it's they- straight like that. Even if you got to pick them up from school, drop them off, you know, make sure their lunch is packed, bathe them for the night, make sure they brush their teeth, did they do their homework, all type of stuff on top of taking care of your household and yourself. And I'm like, how do, I'm just like, how do you do it? Because even for me, babysitting kids, my friend's kids, I lose my mind. I'm like, oh, no, this is... (laughs) This is a lot. Yes, definitely. Kids, they just cry. And you're like, why are you crying? And they don't want to sleep. Oh, you, my gosh. And then you're sleeping. You're like, wait, it's time to go to bed. Okay. And they want to play and throw a fit. And I'm like, wait a minute. Ooh. Wait a minute. <laughs> and that's what I try to, because my sister actually just had my nephew. My nephew's eight months old. And so she's dealing with that now being a first time mother. And she's she's looking at me like, sis, I don't know, because I'm one and done. I don't see how <laughs> you can do it with two. Because my one, he up all time now granted that his sleep time is better now but when she just had him like he up every few hours she's like I don't know because I'm used to just being asleep all night and now I gotta be up every couple hours making bottles to feed him and sometimes he want to be up playing at three in the morning I'm like can we go to sleep (laughs) right yeah so it's a non-stop ongoing thing and I even talked to 
mothers like my mother or my grandmother and they're like and we're still mothers to this day even with you adult children you have different phases of parenthood you have your infant toddler stage you have your adolescent stage your teenage stage your young adult your adult and it's like I'm only at the the peak of motherhood right now where I'm just hitting the toddler stage and I'm like what I'm gonna do when my kids are like in grade school or when they become teenagers and my daughter's gonna have a menstrual my son's gonna they're gonna hit puberty I gotta Ooh. prepare myself for things like that <laughs> oh yeah and those smooth swings from getting older Ooh. and just dealing with their bodies oh that's a lot it is <laughs> and I'm like wow and here I am having to get ready to prepare myself for those things and I think right now what I'm working on doing is giving myself grace and just enjoying the moments with them now because they're never going to be this little again and so mm -hmm. I have to just embrace each moment I have with my children to say let me just do this now and enjoy them while they're young because as they get older things are going to change and the dynamic of them being children and me still being a parent and their father. So we also want to prepare ourselves for that, but still just enjoy them being toddlers too. And that's also a balance itself. Yeah. So one thing I also hear um, from mothers is how after they have their kids, they don't feel as attractive. Mm -hmm. Did you experience anything like that? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Now, after my son, I felt that way. But then again, I'm like, why do I keep putting weight on? But then again, I found out I was pregnant for the second time. I was like, that's mm -hmm. why. But after <laughs> having my daughter, I struggled for a long time with my physical appearance. Now, I was thankful that my partner didn't make me feel bad about it. He was like, no, you're okay. It's not that because I would feel like I'm ugly. I don't want to look at my body. Then you have stretch marks. Your stomach looks crazy. And what it took me was I learned consistency that mm -hmm. I just I would talk to other moms and friends of mine. and was like, I really want to get consistent, not just about being fit or losing weight, but just taking better care of my body because yeah. I just didn't like how I felt either. I was like, not only do I not like how I look, I don't like how I feel. So, of course, like I said, during COVID is at the time that my daughter was an infant, like maybe four or five months, and I'm still dealing with having the weight of her on me like the baby weight and yeah. I just I can remember for months at a time I didn't look in a mirror at all I oh, would wow. not look in the mirror but I just talked to one of my family members and she spoke to me she was like look how about I put you on to something that'll help you um, as far as if you want to get back, get yourself back in shape where you can look in the mirror. So she told me how she would do at home workouts. And I started that way. I would do like maybe 20 minutes mm -hmm. of an at home workout. Um, I bought a yoga mat and I would just, um, I would find like videos on YouTube, like maybe 15, 20 minute workouts yeah. and I would start doing them. And what I would incorporate is my kids would be around. So for three days a week, for 20 minutes a day, I would just keep that consistency. Whether I had to set a timer, at times they were napping, sometimes I would do it. Or maybe um, early in the morning, I would push myself to get up before my kids were awake and just do something. But it also made me feel better to just get physical and active to where after months at a time, I started to see the difference. Even friends around me would say, you look like... She was like, I could tell you're shedding some weight. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes people get insecure about that when people like point it out. Yeah. But they're, my friends were always friends that didn't matter if whatever size I was. But they would just say, I, I noticed that you're shedding weight, like your shirts or your pants look bigger on you. 
And I'm like, you know, thank you. That would actually boost my confidence a lot. And like I said, I had a lot of good um, support around me from family and my partner because he would sometimes work out with me, too, just to make me feel better. Like because he also felt on the spectrum. I feel like I'm losing weight while you're gaining. So how about we try to help each other out in those areas to uplift each other? So I was thankful to have that type of support because some people don't always have that support. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's important to have it. But I just felt like consistency was what I was lacking because there was times I would start like that. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna work out three days a week. And then I do it for two weeks and then just be like, whatever. And then I'm still stuck looking how I look, not feeling comfortable looking in the mirror. Mm Because I think all women go through that with their bodies. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, especially as you get older and mm-hmm. just different things. Your body is not out. And this is the thing also. Your body changes. We aren't 17, 18 anymore. Okay. Like, we're, like, getting into our curves are fully coming in. Yes. And I feel like they should fully be embraced. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when it comes to women snapping back after pregnancy, we got to stop feeling like that. Yeah. I feel like, take your time, ladies. Okay. Take your time. Don't rush because enjoy this. Enjoy the your body. Enjoy your curves. Enjoy what God has. You know, having a baby is a be- is a beautiful thing. Yes. Definitely. And not everyone gets that privilege. So right. just enjoy it. And, you know. And see, that's the thing, too, <laughs> for those who have your partners who tell you, you know, you look beautiful regardless. Embrace that. Take that. Don't try to, like, push that away. Because, you know, when I when my partner would tell me that regardless, you're beautiful and he would hold me or hug me. It's like Aww. it made me feel as though I am still beautiful, regardless if I have this extra weight on me. And like you said, that is beautiful with having a baby, just going through the moments of even giving birth and knowing that my body could endure all of that. Because like you said, yeah. not everybody has that privilege. So to be yeah. able to not one, just have the privilege to birth my children. And I was blessed to birth both of mine naturally. Oh, wow. So to know that it's just like, sometimes I look at the scars now and I'm like, wow, that came from me being able to give life to my two beautiful children. And I wouldn't change that for the world. It's very important to embrace that for sure. And not give yourself, because look, I was at first one of those women, I was like, everybody's snapping back after having these kids, but me. (laughs) But then I was like, you know what, regardless, now I'm getting a little bit of curves I didn't have back then. Cause I was okay. known that I have no butt, no boobs, no nothing. And I was <laughs> like, okay, my kids didn't blessed me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I embraced it. It took me a while, but I finally got to a point where I could embrace it how I needed to. And that's beautiful. Now I know on um, Instagram, you sometimes promote, I think it's called total life changes or something yes. like that. Yes, ma'am. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Cause I see it a lot. I'm not quite familiar with it. Yes, ma'am. So see my family member who put me on to my workout, total life changes is actually products that promote health. One mm-hmm. is not just like a weight loss or anything like that because they have all different types. They have beauty products. They have things that help with like mentality and things like that. So she put me onto the product and allowed me where, you know, cause I was one that was always like, okay, is this a scam? You know, cause you yeah. have some of those things that they come to you. And it's like, is it a scam? Cause before I've done stuff, like tried to sell those kind of products. like, you know, I think everybody's tried to at least been hit once with a pyramid scheme. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, I was like, is this one of those? But no, she was like, no, I actually tried the product out. And this is one of my family members that she's not going to use it if it ain't going to work for her. Okay. And so it promotes good health. So I started using the products like um, 
diazoteas, which does help you. It, it's like an appetite curve. So you drink your tea oh. and it flushes and detoxes you. But there's also products that help you curve your appetite. So when you use it like that protein shakes. So I would use those to like when I worked out where I wouldn't be starving and want to just stuff my face and eat, eat, eat. And I, um, with my, with how my diet was when I was pregnant, I tried to stay on the same type of diet because you eat little meals, but you get all your, all your basic needs as far as your nutrition. And so also it's because the products didn't, didn't taste as bad as some besides one of them. It's like a vitamin and it's a liquid okay. vitamin and it kind of tastes like, you know how like the chalky Flintstone vitamin juice to taste. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what it tastes like, but it definitely gave me the energy I needed to push through the day because being a mom and having to be up all throughout the night and in the morning, I'd be so drained and fatigued and tired. So a lot of those products boosted my energy where I could be up, stay focused on my tasks and get everything done and feel good by the end of the day. And so I started using them and then I started to promote them to sell them. And that's all I really do. I just sell the products to those interested. And what I like to do is get free samples before I just have somebody buy my product. Cause there that's are smart. those people who will push that and be like, bye, bye, bye. And I'm like, you yeah. know, that's how my cousin started with me. She sent me a whole package of just free samples and said, try them out. Give me a review. Let me know what you think. And it was like a month's supply. Okay felt and things like that so once I did that then I started ordering the products myself and allowing my friends and people around me to try the products out too and I've gotten a lot of good reviews from different products from certain friends who are now like loyal customers of mine like hey you still got some of these in stock I want to buy some and things of that nature so that helped me out a whole lot too but that's also something that while during COVID I made extra money where I didn't have to leave the house but could still make money you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. Definitely. That's amazing, actually, because I see people promote it all the time. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right, right. It's kind of expensive. Yeah, and I it is. <laughs> that's why it's like for me, it being that it was the expensive part. But then she was like, but if it helps, it's the quality of the products, too, because they also have CBD products. Okay. Um, they have creams that can help like when you work out you know sometimes like you said our bodies are changing we get a little sore in our back and our knees so they have certain stuff you can rub on there to help your muscles and so that's why I said what I do is personally I buy the products let people try them and then I buy them out and let them just buy it from me mm. it's kind of like flipping it you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I'll pay full price, but I'll give you a price where it's more affordable in your budget for you if you really want to use the product. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So that just helps people out where they could try it out. If they like it, they could still afford it because, yes, girl, them products is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that when you uh, you worked out that you uh, watched, was it YouTube or like workout videos? Yeah, it was. It was like workout videos, YouTube videos. I would just type in the search bar like 15, 20 minute beginner home workouts. And so, and for me personally, and this is no shade, but I will look at like black women who worked out. You know oh, same. So oh, I'm just same. looking like I would be like workout for black women. And they would give me like these black women who do. I would even look up Zumba workouts where you have mm -hmm. like a whole video of a whole Zumba class. And I'm in the living room like I'm in class with them. <laughs> <laughs> so have you heard of Chloe Ting? Because she does great workouts. Also. Yes. Yes. I, I haven't got to watch her videos, but they said she has like great workouts as well. She does. They're a little extreme. They're not extreme. I'm just, I'm just lazy. <laughs> and... 
<laughs> it's a lot of work. It's like 10 minute workouts, but it's like, like, it's like wow, this is, yes. I'm gotcha. like, okay, girl, you're doing a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. The intense workouts. Now look, because nowadays when I work out, especially at home, my kids being that they're toddlers now, they sometimes exercise with me and I feel like they're my accountability partners because there was one video I was watching and my son was like, no, mommy, you can't sit down. And I was like, dang, I can't get no break. Cause now somebody <laughs> watched me telling me, uh-uh, don't sit down, girl. Come on, let's get up, get to it. Right. <laughs> um, someone else who does great workouts. I mean, it's not really a workout, but her name is Lydia Dinga and she has this thing called the walking challenge. Okay. And what she does is like walk like 20,000 steps a day. Wow. Yes. <laughs> she gets up super early. She lives in London. Okay. She gets up super early, just kind of walks around the city and this and that. And the transformation of her body is amazing. Okay. And people sometimes forget that walking can be a great workout also. Yeah. So if you guys want to work out, go walk, get your steps in. Burn some calories. It definitely works. Okay, definitely so. And you know what? I'd agree with that because at the brink of COVID, when we were locked down, I would take that time when I had moments even dealing with my postpartum. I would put my daughter in the carrier and my son in the stroller and go walk around my apartment complex at the time. Mm-hmm. And it would just give me like, you know, fresh air. We get to get out, get some sun. And it mm-hmm. just felt good. And see, now that I got like a watch to like count my steps and how many calories I burn in the day, I'm looking like, okay, yeah. I'm up to like 13, 14,000 steps. All right, girl, get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it also boosts yeah. your confidence to know like, hey, you're being active. So even if you didn't like work out that day, all that walking did a lot more than what you think it did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also just getting out in the sun and the getting out in nature because yeah. nature definitely has healing properties. So getting out in nature can definitely also help you when you're feeling down mm-hmm. or just anything. Definitely so. That's why it's like sometimes we would go sit out by the little, even though they had the little, you know, um, playground closed down. We would just go sit at the bench and I'd have a snack out for us. We'd eat a snack. We'd enjoy the weather. We'd walk around a little more and then we'd go back in. I'd lay them down for their nap and then I could be able to relax them because those are the moments I would take my me time moments. If my, um, you know, if their dad was at work um, or out doing something, yeah. I would be like, you know, okay, now that I have them both, because it took a while, but I got them accumulated to like nap time at the same time finally after a few months of my daughter still being a a, you know a newborn and my son almost being a toddler so their nap times were off because she napped more than he did because she was a new baby but I was just like okay now that I have them on the same nap schedule I would take time and maybe like go take a hot bath or something or Mm. indulge in a book or make me a cup of hot tea and sit on our balcony you know what I'm saying so those kind of things help me out a whole lot so I always encourage moms to do that if ever you have a moment where your children are asleep or down go take some time to do something that you enjoy doing and also some women like some mothers debate on okay do I need to just upkeep the house at this moment girl that Mm. laundry can wait (laughs) it's washed and dried and clean just it can wait take Mm. a moment de-escalate you know digress from being a mom when those kids are down you know what I'm saying so that definitely helps a lot that's um something I've noticed also with mothers Mm -hmm. is that it's like all about the kids Yes, and they sometimes don't quite make time for themselves. And when you don't make time for yourself, 
that can cause you to go crazy also oh yes definitely like if you're changing pampers it's like oh should i clean should i wash this should i do this and it's like you have no time to focus on yourself okay you're like your like clothes that. from day your day old clothes and you just like wait a minute okay like for real though because it be like that sometimes i know personally i've dealt with that it's also like you know you have to find it's like refinding your identity once you become a mom because mm. it's like in that new stage when you first have your kid you forget all about you because it's like okay the child has so many needs I can't get to mine and I think about that too like on a perspective from someone who's a single parent like when do you ever get the time to think about you or mm. do you have that you know that platform those that support system to say hey can you just keep the baby for a couple hours and let me just digress and get back into me because it took me a while I had to re-identify myself and be like okay I'm not just a mother because people also look at moms like you're just a mom they no, do. we're not just mothers. We're women. We're empowering. You know, if you're a businesswoman, things like that. Because for me personally, I put a lot of stuff on hold for myself that I'm getting back into. I'm about to go back to school and finish school to get my nursing degree. Okay. You know, be, um, I just took an exam to become a healthcare administrator in the state of North Carolina. Things like that that I put on hold when I first had my kids. But I'm like, being that I have that support, let me utilize it and let me show people that I'm more than just a mother. You know what I'm mm, saying? Exactly. Yeah. That's important. That is. Because sometimes, especially men, mm-hmm. they feel like women can't go out and enjoy themselves with their friends. They're like, no, no, no. You're a mom. You got to stay home and watch these kids. Like, no, no, no. Okay. I was well, the hot you get girl. to go out? Right. I was a hot girl first before okay. I became a mama. That's how you made me a mother <laughs> because I was a hot girl. So let's right. calm down because that's what's one thing I'm appreciative of. Like I said, I have a very supportive part. I have a very supportive partner. My mm-hmm. kid's father is very supportive. So there were times like after having the kids, me and two of my good girlfriends, we would do girls night once a month. that would be like going out to dinner having drinks you know what I'm saying or maybe going out for the day go bowling or something but we always planned one time in the month while we're all off from work let's go do something to just embrace each other have girl talk just be around our friends be around other women engage in certain things you know just talk about things women talk about yeah you know what I'm saying just be be free in that Because often, because one of my good friends, she's also a mom and she's a single mother, Mm -hmm. but she was like, no, I'm going to make time and we're just going to go out and enjoy each other's company as women and just have and and let our hair down. Without the kids. Okay. Without our kids. And we're not thinking about them kids when we out. Okay. We (laughs) not. That's the important part. Like them kids are okay. They're fine. They are fine. (laughs) Okay. Because see, I'd be like, look, because when people ask me that, I'm like, if I come to a function, if you invite me somewhere and it's like a function like that, don't ask me about my kids, especially if Mm -hmm. I'm by myself. They with their daddy and they are fine. (laughs) Okay. I am good to go. So, and even I think it's also important for those who have partners and supportive partners Mm -hmm. to also do date nights. Mm -hmm. Get a time where you can schedule like, a babysitter and maybe once or twice in the month go out because we we would do that after having our son every other Friday we would do date night whether it be go to the movies because that was pre-COVID so sometimes we would go to the movies and then if our parents ever kept our kids and kept them overnight yeah we go out and turn up we go to the bar (laughs) to the hookah lounge sometimes we'd stay home and just order pizza and set up a pallet and watch a movie at home you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's important also if you're still with your partner or if you're married, you know what I'm saying, with your kids, 
it's important to still put time into each other too to keep that base foundation you know solid for your children because yeah. people also when they're in relationships with kids it changes the relationship dynamic yeah that that is true okay so that you gotta keep it spicy true. <laughs> I would do things like that I remember the first time we let our son stay overnight with my parents and at the time his his dad worked so it would he he got off of work and we hadn't got to spend time with each other for a while so I like when he came home, I had a setup where I had like music playing. I had a nice dinner cooked oh. and we got to enjoy dinner. That's probably how I got pregnant with my, my son's sister. But, okay. you know, that's just besides <laughs> the point. But <laughs> I was like, look, you have to keep it spicy. I, I think I wore lingerie and had it under a robe. And so Ooh. when he got home, everything was just set up nice. And he was like, Wow. I was like, yeah, you got to sometimes a pre or he would just come come sometimes and be like, OK, hey. Being that we don't have the kids, let's go. I got us movie tickets, so be ready when I get off of work. Things like that, just to keep it going. Because sometimes you often lose that. Because I say sometimes, like, after my daughter, and then especially because COVID happened, there were a lot of, like, hiccups in the relationship we had that we had to go back and retract. Like, okay, why is this happening? Because then things started to get annoying. Like, I don't want to be around you. Get out Mm. my face. You getting on my nerve. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like things you have to think about because then you have to sit and have those sometimes difficult conversations like, okay, why are we butting heads so much? Let's retract and talk about it because we don't want to sit here and break a foundation we're building, especially for our children. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. I love that. Definitely, Definitely keep so. it spicy. Definitely okay. remember that. I know the kids are important, but remember like before these kids got here. It was me and you. Okay. And it's important to just like, you know, communication is always key. Yes. With this. Just yes. talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's beautiful. Yeah, I and I was sure. Yes, girl. Cause also too something that my partner put me on, and this is when we were in our dating phase. Mm-hmm. So we would have tea time. He would make us a hot cup of tea. And if we had anything heavy on our spirits, on our mind, we would talk about it right there and then let it go where, would leave it where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's I like, you know, that. right. If we didn't get along <laughs> in something or disagreed, he was like, okay, so let's set aside 20, 30 minutes and sit down. So he'll make us a cup of tea, put on like some, you know, therapeutic music, like ambient sounds or something or some jazz music. And we would sit and talk. So he'd be like, just tell me what's on your mind. And you have the floor. I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm going to let you say what you have to say. And then I'll have my my time to have the floor. And to this day, we sometimes still have those moments if we have disagreements in parenting and anything that we're not seeing eye to eye on when it comes to our family foundation and our children. Yeah. It's like, let's sit and talk about it. Because there were times that I know, and he's older than me, so I know my maturity sometimes wasn't always there. And I'm a woman who could take my accountability to say, all right, I may have done some immature or petty things at that moment, but let me grow from that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So let me yeah. sit and tell you what's really on my mind that I couldn't, that I don't think I could have said at that time. And that really helps us get to a place where now that we know that we can sit and have this dialogue, whenever our children come to us with issues, they're going to be comfortable enough to talk with us because we're transparent in that mm. way. And that's you know important. Definitely yeah. so. Because these kids... You know, they, you have to keep talking to your kids. That is true. I think it's important. And I love how you guys discuss it. Like, I think it's very important to get it out right then. 
Mm-hmm. Don't let it build up and then become something bigger than what it is, you know? Yeah, because we've had those moments. And I think that's why he made it vital to say, okay, we're going to set time aside where we can talk about these things. And even when we disagree, we never do it in front of our children because mm. we don't want them to look at us like, oh, mommy and daddy don't get along or they see those kind of things because that's a generational thing we want to break. And I'm thankful, you know, for me, my parents, they may have had their disagreements and their moments in their marriage, but they never you know, put that at the forefront in front of us to where yeah. we thought and they don't down talk each other when they're not getting along because you see parents shame each other too a lot. Especially if they're social not media. All over for the world to see. And I'm like, those are things I feel like you should keep private. Not yeah. that you shouldn't talk to somebody about it, but not for the whole world because people are going to automatically give their intake and judge you and be um, opinionated about it. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? And don't bash that person and, and then do it in front of your child either. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's healthy. I would never like if I'm not getting along with my kid's father, I'm never going to tell them, oh, your dad is this, this and that. I'm never going to do that. And he never does that either. We could hate each other. We could be at wit's end with each other. And we're still going to tell our children respect both of us and show the utmost respect to each other in front of our children. I love that. I say this because my mother, she recently passed away. Right. um, I know that she never, my father wasn't the most, uh, he was not very present in in our lives. But she never spoke bad about him or anything. And I was like, I respect her for that because it's like, he's still your father and you shouldn't like, you know, I mean, one day she was like, one day you'll you'll understand more when you get older. And I'm like, I thank her for that a lot. So definitely so. Yeah. And I think that's something that I appreciate of my mother being married to my father for 30 years and just knowing that, you know, there's so many different dynamics of their marriage. I mean, you know, I have siblings outside of my parents' marriage and things of that nature. But to see where they are today versus how they were throughout my childhood. And like you said, as we get older, we just notice a lot of things because the relationship my mother and I have, we're transparent with each other. So there's times that I have to understand when she's venting to me to separate that, that, you know, even if she's talking about how my dad made her feel, she never talked bad about him to say, you know, to make me feel any kind of way towards my father, because there's always both sides to it. And I would always hear both my parents out being that they were still, you know, they're still together. So and I think about that, too, because even looking at friends who have you know, single parent households they come from, they -hmm. tell me the same thing. My mother nor my father ever bad talked each other just because they weren't together. Mm -hmm. And I respect people like that because nowadays, like we said, you see people on social media, my baby mama this and that, or my baby daddy this and that, or they're doing petty things to each other. And it's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Because you guys have children that are watching you and they're going to grow up and repeat those same things you're doing to each other. And that's why we can't break a certain cycle. You know, yep. mm-hmm. that is so true. So I will. Um, so for women out there battling like depression or motherhood or anything, you have any advice for them today? I definitely do. Now, see me personally, I go to therapy. OK, mm-hmm. I don't want people to shame it. I see my therapist twice a month. I'm thankful I have a black therapist, a black woman therapist who I feel like, look, I read this meme last night that said, I wish I had a therapist that I could text and be like, girl, let me tell you what the F happened today. OK. <laughs> and in a way, that's how my therapist is. I can reach out to her in moments that I really feel heavy. Like I did a few days ago. I was really in a heavy state, spiritually, mentally, like 
Can I push through how? And I just emailed her and she was like, look, she sends me things like videos or certain charts and stuff to go by just for affirmations or things that I can help change my mindset. So I would say one, if you're open to it and think about therapy, go to that. And then, and then after that, you know, I also look into other aspects that you could turn to. If you have friends or anybody that is open to, and you like, for me, I feel like you should always ask your friends, are you in a, you know, state where you can maybe hear me out? I have something mm-hmm. heavy to talk about. Because sometimes people can't take that on, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. I have to respect that. Not everybody's meant to. Yeah. But also just dig deep with inside yourself. If you're spiritual, if you're religious, pray. Pray to a God that you believe in. You know what I'm saying? Take time for yourself. I know that's easier said than done. But yeah. I think it's also mandatory that you even, if it, even if it's just five minutes to go sit and just breathe in silence. If you're dealing with anything heavy like that, take that moment. You know what I'm saying? And that's also why I put my platform up. I'm looking more to just, you know, have that space where we could just be freely speak about things that mothers don't often open up about as much, even as far as like postpartum or having suicidal thoughts, somebody who's personally gone through it. Always use any type of outlet that you see you could get help and utilize it for sure. Okay. So where did you find your therapist? I found my therapist actually because I started therapy during COVID with postpartum. And I used like what I did was I just started searching things because I got my first three months of therapy free. Because there's also online resources you could use and maybe start out with some free therapy. Because, you know, you got people who don't have no insurance, maybe. Yeah. Or can't afford it. Because that's, I think, one people's main thing on why they don't sometimes go to therapy, too. They can't afford it. So I looked it up online until I got my, you know, my benefits for health insurance. I looked up how to get free therapy sessions and it started out talking online. Then once I got health insurance benefits they gave me certain platforms and different places to look at. And mm-hmm. I did have a therapist before her, but we weren't really clicking and meshing. And sometimes I, I just, you know, it, it kind of turned me off from it. But I was like, no, let me not give up. Because some yeah. people give up on that, too. I would say shop around like you yeah. do anything else. Don't always go with your first thing. You have to feel present enough to say, am I comfortable enough to talk with this person? Because I'm big on energies too. Mm -hmm. If I feel your energies off, you're not really paying me mine and I'm coming to you for help. I'm not going to come to you for help feeling that way. So I looked up certain things. And also, like I said, I looked up black therapists personally. I typed that in the search bar. Let me find a black therapist because, you know, sometimes our people ain't for us all the time either. That is true. So you have to be mindful of that. But I was thankful enough that I took the time to just continue to look and reach out to people and finally found my therapist that I was comfortable with. So I always say don't get discouraged. There's always ways to research, call, talk to people, look it up online, things of that nature. I can always give referrals, too. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I can see if my therapist is taking on new clients. She's a great therapist. And she also works with children, too. You oh, know what I'm great. saying? So, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, that's how I got turned on to therapy. Oh, I just enjoyed this whole conversation today. I feel like it's very much needed. Yes, and refreshing. Girl, you yes. have a lot. Like I said, I've been dealing with some some heavy stuff. And I know you have, too. Yeah. So this really felt good to just release. It was like a good release, I would say. It was. So tell the people where they can find you. 
Okay, so you can follow me on IG at Monty Two Times, and that's M A N I X Two T I M E S. You can also follow my Mother Love and Mommy's blog, which is through Wix, and that's in my IG. Uh, that's in my IG bio as well. And then my other handle, I'm on Facebook as Imani Gray, and I also share all my blog stuff on there as well. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. I want to thank everyone for listening today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate and comment. Let us know what you think. And I'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye.